I don't trust her. Where, where is the mic? It's on the bottom. Bottom. All right, Katiana, I'm putting you upside down. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> she's, she's talking about that. Well, we are going about to start, you know, that she's talking to something. <laughs> I can oh. hear her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's continue. It's number 100, mm -hmm. correct? Yes. Oh. We are reaching half. Yes. <laughs> avarice is the root of all evil, but avarice is clearly a product of these two components. Well, we have to return back or remind ourselves. Can you read pre uh, previous, like text 99? I can, you want Yes, me? please. All vice is caused by self-esteem and sensual pleasure. You cannot overcome passion without hating them. Okay, so self-love and pleasures, um, uh, they, they produce this greed in us, greed. And... Um, <coughs> this is why this is why it is like important to discern these both movements heart like uh, this self-love and desire for pleasures because if we keep those under control we can avoid um, many other passions to be born in our heart and uh, it, it's not easy, it's not easy, but uh, because especially if we were not led from our childhood in this like good uh, formation, understanding of these movements in heart, so those passions could grow in us uh, to that measure that they became almost like part of our nature. And then it is difficult to uncover them to 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 know her and uh, uh, probably we uh, came to this understanding that through reading holy fathers that suddenly it was like a light that i re uh, that we realized all right i never thought that this activity this this way how i act is not good because it it was so, it became so part of our life, our nature, way of life, that we just saw it as something what is natural. And, uh, and, and, and it is very difficult then to detect those, uh, those movements, even this greed he was talking about, because uh, we are like blind towards uh, greed, greed or other passions uh, when we let them to be rooted in our in our heart and this is why we have to understand that uh, why God allows many trials and tests and uh, suffering in our life because it, many times it is unpleasant to us if you are exposed to these difficulties in life. And, uh, but we don't realize that 
it is help which comes from above because in these moments of trials and difficulties me we are we have um, ability or we are coming to to be we are becoming able to recognize those passions working in our heart for example when uh, uh, we can uh, for example this situation that we are in our job we have a colleague we work together and so suddenly our colleague he gets or she gets promotion better better sorry and you and suddenly we are we become jealous you know that okay we are toiling working hard together no difference why that person got, was promoted not i and it's it's difficult a difficult situation for us but if we look at this situation this pain we have with this like rule which i was I, many times i'm i'm saying that that every single comes to our life was allowed by God, even suffering and trials and difficulties, not justice. God allowed it for our salvation. And if we look at this from this point of view, so then in this situation we ask ourselves, why I'm jealous now? Why I'm angry now? And and I can uncover some passions, you know, especially self-love. Uh, desire for uh, more money, you know, some kind of greed, uh, or I can uh, I can uh, recognize pride in my heart that I cannot uh, stand the success of the other. So, in these moments, we can uh, God helps us through these moments, and if we look correctly on that situation this with this understanding of the spiritual law that everything was allowed by God what comes to our life. Even temptation, even like these attacks of demons, he allowed that in the measure we can um, deal with that. But it is not only that we are doing this spiritual warfare uh, to, to stay faithful to God, but but we have to always think why God what is the reason why what where God is pointing at uh, through this uh, suffering if because if it is for my salvation it has to be something hidden there in my heart which should be which God wants to be uncovered and to clear for us maybe can uh, become more holy more perfect so it is, it is, we um, should be thankful in these moments, but back to this creed, you know, that he, our, this text, he tells us the main point is that if you don't pay attention to these basic, like passions, so a lot of children are born from these main passions which are in us. So to go after roots. Many times we see 
a result of many passions and these effects or these children but I mean concentrate on this but instead of taking the main route out and to recognize these roots is very very important and not easy we have to ask for God's help okay let's continue if there is no comment the intellect is made blind by these three passions avarice self-esteem and sensual pleasure okay so three passions he named uh, those three passions had one like something that is um, very very essential for them it is that they take our attention from God to ourselves they really push us towards egoism actually each uh, each uh, sinful passion does it but those three in very intensive way and we can compare like, like this pleasure which comes from these passions uh, this pleasure is something what is um, pleasing person is pleasing our fallen nature and if we are not careful so it can be like drug which uh, brings this temporary pleasure and but we need more and more and more we are increasing this dose of this that we are even searching uh, for situation which can bring us uh, satisfaction this passion to and, 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 and this temporary pleasure. The effort or the fruit of this is that what he says that we are, that our mind is blinded through this. That uh, this is why um, uh, <coughs> Christ said that um, about people, and he reminds these words of uh, prophet Isaiah that he says about people that they will be listening and they will not understand they will be look at but they will not see and uh, and this this verse and uh, and this is what this uh, uh, pleasures does this this uh, this passion I was like yesterday I, I mentioned that that you know Emily, that uh, many times you want to approach to talk to somebody and to bring them towards Christ and, and we have this feeling that okay we said everything perfectly correctly logically and we gave best arguments and they're like not understanding if even if they can hear us clearly and they can repeat everything what we said still they are not getting there and this is this blindness which is caused by these passions. And so it is, it is a very, very difficult uh, state because uh, only God's grace can, can help them. We, and this is why our activities are not fruitful, uh, that what is needed is prayer and our good example. And... Um, but if you say that we are, and we have to realize that, that if we are praying for, for conversion of somebody, we are asking God, 
we don't realize that many times through this prayer we are bringing suffering and crosses on the person this is this is something what we have to realize that we are asking for conversion of a person asking God the only way how God is able to penetrate to break the heart is to somehow bring the person to the like the bottom of human misery look like this uh, prodigal son he was uh, not aware that he's doing something wrong when he was on the way to the fourth of our country he was not aware that he's doing something wrong when he was enjoying life in that far country. He realized that he was doing something wrong when he was, he tasted misery, poverty, humiliation, when it's painful for him to live in this far country. And then he came to senses, as, as the scripture says. It means that this blindness was removed. And at the same time, we have to be aware of that. That uh, I don't want to put it this way, that we are praying for conversion to somebody, so we are praying, oh Lord, allow something painful to happen to that person. You know, <laughs> jokingly. But he has own ways, you know, but usually this is the way. And <coughs> Isaac Syrian, he says that that uh, uh, God allows a lot of these tests and trials to enter um, to the life of a person <coughs> in order the person would understand the state where he or she is at. And he says, for example, uh, temptation from demons, you know, which are like so so hard that they go like beyond limits of human strength that you you cannot like fight against that. Very very difficult. Um, then then uh, uh, for example, it is like like very common and. Yeah, I think in the present time it is thoughts about fornication. You know, this this temptation against are really something what is um, uh, what is um, very painful and uh, brings um, humiliation for person. Uh, because <coughs> it, it is it is something but that especially uh, when somebody becomes like slave of this passion so it's very very painful fight against that it's it's something that puts person again and again to uh, the position when the person is humbled it's very strong temp uh, passion which uh, as the Holy Father said, it can be removed only with God's grace. If uh, that we cannot remove that from our power, and um, so it is, it is somebody who fights against this temptation is like hero, 
really martyr, you know, that uh, which 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 fights. So and he call, he gives a whole list of uh, different tests or trials God allows for the person to to be to and God wants the person to be a, to start to see to come to senses and to see on on state and uh, so so many times when we are tested in this way and these difficulties uh, it, may, it might be whole variety many many different kinds of difficulties and uh, and, and and sufferings um, always this should be for us a sign which should lead us to conclusion God calls me for change to change settings of my heart and when I realize that I accept that and start to search for that then from that time we will not miss this help from above to recognize the passions and even how to fight against them. This hit me because there are many times in my life when I've tried to use my intellect to fight my passions, and it's telling me here it's useless because it's blind. It's taken out of the fight. You can try to use your intellect, but it's useless. It, it's the passions just wipe it right away. So it just really opened my self to that, to seeing that why it didn't work in the past and why it doesn't work. So, yeah. but it's not easy and. Well, even it seems to us, you know, that we understand these words, what he says, and maybe this this reflection, this mechanism. But I think the truth is that the truth is that uh, um, the full understanding comes through experience. When we are in this trying, we try to do this and try to act correctly and then we get it like through experience and and but, but we have to be prepared that it is very painful process and uh, but but it brings it brings a lot of blessings. Maybe I told you before sometimes that I, I really clearly uh, remember one moment when for it was clear God's activity. In my life I was seminarian and uh, it was uh, at the time when my father died. So it was very strange situation because you are in parish, home parish, and you grew up whole life and uh, your father was priest there, and suddenly another priest is coming, you know, serving and, and, and making changes, you know, that you don't, uh, you are putting questions over that. But, it happened that the priest came during for one liturgy, 
I was serving, but he came and said, well, I forgot wine, or to go wine. And um, I said, well, what to do? You know, we don't have a home. This was used, you know, what was. I said, oh, can you go to the, that, to this nuns who lived? There were two nuns who were taking care of their mother, and they had like chapel there, and Roman Catholic priest from city was coming, several churches of people were going there. And the truth is that they created a lot of pain for my father. You know, that uh, there is a lot of, the, I, I don't want to go to that, but it was like, I, and I, I saw that, I saw his suffering, I saw how they were talking badly and, well, anyway. And then I realized, okay, now, after all the things they did to my father, am I supposed to go and ask for wine from them just because you forgot wine? Like, everything, like, my blood was boiling in me, and so, well, but I went. But it was five minutes of walk, I would say, there, maybe seven. It took me like 20 minutes <laughs> because everything inside of me was like, no, no, don't go, don't go. And I remember during this walk there, it was some kind of break in me. You know, and I told God, okay, you took my father. Now you are forcing me to have this, to swallow this. What else will come? I said, okay, but if you wish that, I am going to do this. And it was very interesting. It was like like a physical break <coughs> in my heart at the moment. And suddenly it was like clarity that, oh, this is pride which is talking about. You know, not ability to forgive and, and all these kinds these thoughts were started to like f f come to mind but with that uh, I said to pray Jesus prayer but but with that a uh, deep peace came to and uh, I came there and I asked and it was very nice I couldn't believe that it's me <laughs> I brought the wine, and it was, that moment was one of the hardest moment, you know, for me, to somehow, or not hard, it was hard, but this very clear moment that, okay, now God took your heart to hands and, you know, like put it aside and then try to put it back together in correct way. Because of the wine. Well, but what I want I want to tell that I warn that it is not easy. It's it's really I would say that if I am not seminarian and I'm in this not in this like if I didn't go through some kind of formation already and I don't know if I would be able to do this. You know, this is Maybe I was prepared for this uh, touch of grace, but but even that it was very difficult for for me for us. So we should not be some kind of like romantic about these these trials. It it is it is hard 
painful many times. God allows to fix us. But if we take from this text only that, that, okay, if we are in this painful situation and we somehow give up and we tell God, show me what I'm supposed to do, show me what is right, and we try to do then what we know through our intellect that it's God's commandments. So, yes, it will be painful, but the result will be some good clarity in soul and and uh, bigger humility and some kind of clar- and clarity in knowing where are our problems and big places in our soul. It was tough time, you know, that uh, at the time I yeah, remember that many times when I return in my memories, I, uh, you know, he died when he was 52. And the time when we needed him the more, you know, like I was like in last year, in, I went and treated last year to seminary. My dream was to serve a with him. And my brother was entering to seminary. And mm-hmm. for sure, yeah. We we saw like like joy of my uncle when he served with his two sons, you know. So you could see like he was like proud father, you know, that two sons were and and so you had this desire too. And uh, it was not allowed and many times you ask us, well, why this happened? It was tough for whole family to move immediately. A lot of painful changes. And um, and I would actually another thing then was that well it continued like whole year, like one hit after another. That my father built that church in the, in the during communism, which was like heroic, <laughs> some sort of like not impossible thing, new church and he put new iconography there. It was be it is beautiful church. And so it was, I grew up in the church, it was, for example, to have first liturgy where in the church my father built, I, I was not allowed. No. I had to have liturgy in different place, first liturgy. Well, it was okay, you know, but, well, it was like, during that whole this year, everything that could be some kind of, like, source of joy or some kind of pleasant everything was like painful and like going against each thought and dream and plan uh, which was in my head it was like like demolishing everything and and so I returned many times I, I was returned back to that hard year and and then I realized after a while that uh, God, in his providence, he did everything good. Even that he called my father, he was ready. He did enough during his life. And and if I don't experience all this hardship and these this tough situations, I would be probably a very bad priest. I am not saying that I am good, 
but I'm saying I would be the worst priest probably who lived on this planet. You know? So, oh, man, I am going too much to details. So, 102. Scripture calls these three the daughters of the horse leech, dearly loved by their mother, Folly. They are not playing these words. You know, they are using these hard words, but but surely they they he was able to um, bring through this comparison like like this this attribute of this passion. How it is leech Horse leech. Horse leech. Hor it's different leech and horse leech. Is I don't know. Difference? I have no idea what that is. I think it's because it's big. It's big. <laughs> but, well, another thing with these leeches is that they never have enough. Yeah. Right, that's yeah. true. You know, when they, because what I, when I was, it was like strange for me. And when I was, I've, I tried to read something about this. Because if they are full, they vomit blood, you know, out and they drink. Get more get more, you know, so they never have enough. And I, I think this detail uh, is something what fits to these passions he named here, that if we become like slaves of the passion, so we will never have enough. There will be, whatever we will be doing, we will never satisfy these passions, you know, uh, which, um, which are in our <coughs> in our um, uh, heart. There's a Tolstoy, this Russian uh, writer. Um, he he wrote very short, um, not novel story. I don't know how to call it, but it was short one. And uh, and there was situation. He was the story was about that on. Uh, uh, south of Russia, uh, somebody announced that he's going to give so much land to everybody, how much land he can go around circle like during one day from sunrise and to sunset. So one peasant, he He's, when he heard about that, he said, well, I want that. So he sold his, like, this small property here, and he went on the south, and um, this greed was in him, like, like, in full force. So on morning, he started to walk, almost run, and, uh, and, uh, and he had in mind, I have to get a lot of the, that land. So... He started to run and then he see, okay, this would be a good place for orchard. Okay, this land would be good for uh, wheat. Uh, probably this one again. So he makes like a huge this circle. And even the sun started to go down and he's still far from the place that he should get. Still, he's adding something more because it would work for him. And uh, suddenly uh, he realized, okay, I have like last hour. And so he started to run with whole strength 
to get to the point when he's supposed to finish his his work and with all his last power strength he came there when he reached a place he fell down and died from mm-hmm. like uh, because he was totally out of strength and his heart didn't was able to net we've got in probably heart attack and that man who offered he gave this offer just came on and told over him that dig out a hole grave for him two meters by one meter it will be enough for him so he wanted a lot of and the and he had to be satisfied with this small piece of land i think that i like this story i always like this story because the story it's but the the writer's told story he really expressed this uh, this um, activity of leech in us that we never have enough never have enough if we don't keep our passion under control if we let passions to be free in us so yes they they will force us to run to be exhausted never satisfied what we have and um, they will make us blind towards this eternal life towards this real goal of our life real meaning of our life and uh, uh, well we have to be very careful because of that that uh, even even this this um, activity of trying to have more in whatever area it is no for example if somebody gets power <coughs> that person will not stop there he wants a bigger power even bigger power he is never satisfied as somebody who has this uh, passion for owning money never be satisfied if somebody is is a slave of passion which brings like bodily um, pleasures never be satisfied it will never enough never enough and if we start to see this inclination it should be warning sign that we should start this war with our passions questions comments 103 text we are running today <laughs> these three passions on their own dull spiritual knowledge and faith the foster brothers of our nature yeah <coughs> when we read this work of holy fathers this, we can easily find their um we can make conclusion from their teaching that life under rule of passions is the lowest level on which a person can live 
the person is under is in a state of passivity, in the state of slavery, because these passions already had power over our will, and uh, a person is totally under superior or uh, under like rule of these passions. He's, uh, he never gets this satisfaction and uh, because of that he is in this spiral of evil activity in him and which turns faster and faster. And uh, oh, yesterday we were watching uh, one movie with Ran like evening. It was like uh, what is that that movie when there are, there are instating crime and all this well, whatever. What? Murder mystery? Something like that, you know, that it was like creamy story. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were dealing there with homeless people. And when I was watching that how these homeless people, how they live, how they act, and uh, it was very realistic. And uh, I would think about that, you know, because I read it before, and you know, it came to my mind, this, this looking at this, that they were really like slaves of their passions. At least at that movie story. They were like acting, you, you could see that this uh, power of these passions, which were, welcome, this is your phone. Yes, thank you. They, they were under, under this, this uh, passion that the they, they decisions were made um, just to come to immediate, like, receiving some kind of pleasure and they didn't care where they are it was it, they didn't care how they live where they live what they're doing they they didn't care about relationships they just everything what they wanted was to satisfy these passions which which was evident in that story and when I was watching that and, and thinking about these homeless people and, and comparing to this slavery or these passions, I, I realized that, well, it's so easy to see in their lives. But many times we are very similar to these homeless people, you know, maybe uh, in, in different areas of our life when we let ourselves be pushed by desire of passions. And one thing, another thing is that if we fight back so well, we can resist. But at least yesterday, it was like for me that this picture of this homeless people, how they were described in the movie, was that you see this loss of dignity in them. 
they used to be, and there was some kind. They it was revealed story, life story of some of them, and and they were like very good in their work, good jobs, they good jobs, and whatever. And suddenly they they lost this dignity which they had before. I think that this happen. This happens when we don't pay attention and we allow these passions to to work without fighting in us that we are losing this dignity. And so many times we don't realize that. And and but others they can they can see that they can see that and and. Um, especially when we were uh, went to we went to I think this is a good example we went to we have to go again this year. Ten years ago, exactly. We went to New York twice because you, we had to renew our passports. And I never used that passport, but well, I had to. And so you have to go first to apply and they took picture of you and everything. And then you have to go again to take out, you know, new passports. So at the year my brother came with his wife, so we went there to apply, and then we were waiting like four months to go to take them. And he said, well, we will take my brother. It will be a trip for him to see New York. We have to go there anyway. So, so we took care of this offshore part because of five minutes. You had to travel to New York because they are not able to send it by mail. Horrible. But, okay. But... We walked, and they wanted to see everything. I was it's fine, you know that. Uh, I understand. So, even like evening, we were walking like through this Manhattan, and we came to Times Square. And uh, there were there were like in the middle, just like very surprising, like scene. Uh, there were outside. There were girls, young women who were very dressed very interestingly and very scantily. Yeah. And they were like a live advertisement or some kind of show or whatever. And when I saw that I couldn't believe I, I couldn't believe that on public place you know this and it was like I couldn't come to myself I, I I couldn't believe it. And then I realized that when I re realized, okay, this reality, I remember that, and I talked to my brother about that, that, I said, that feeling, the feeling came like deep sorry for these girls. Mm -hmm. You know, that they, they gave up dignity of their lives. For what? You know, it, it, it's even, I cannot imagine, so whatever 
they were paid for that it was not worthy of 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 this and oh my this was very deep and and what i'm trying to say that you can meet like even like not homeless people it is evident you know that but even like in acting of people in a different situation you can you can realize that they sold their dignity or they exchanged their dignity dignity of their life for some contemporary pleasure yeah. and so I, I think that when we see that and so we should have really this pity for these people and to really it should lead us to pray for them to to ask God to give them his mercy to pray for them may they suffer <laughs> you know to come to <laughs> uh, change of their life but but in these moments when you are confronted like directly personally through this you can see this power of passions how they make you slaves and Well, anyway. <sighs> but how to how to fight against this? How to protect ourselves? Because sometimes this passion starts to <coughs> work in us without some kind of like clear signs that it hits us. Okay, now you are slave of this passion. You know, it starts. We we might not notice that, and uh, because of that, uh, we can we can gain bad habits or bad activities without realizing that. So how we are supposed to protect ourselves? Um, the main thing is to make center of life outside of our life. It means that if we make God center of our life, this is the best protection for us uh, against passions. So it means that uh, when we make firm decision and, and conclusion for my for our life that what we want is salvation of our soul so gaining eternal life is Christ that this is our goal this is our real job in this world that everything other in this world is just secondary needed for to provide need to provide for our life during this short time on the earth <coughs> but the main is our salvation if I re we remind ourselves <coughs> this every day very often slowly we move this concentration of our mind and heart and soul uh, difficult to whatever it is inside it has these movements from us and our needs to to God, who becomes goal of our life more and more firmly. And <clears throat> when we are practicing that, 
we are making our soul able more and more to to recognize these temptations which come at first like something innocent, something not not that uh, very serious, and this protects us uh, against uh, like this desire of passion to put the deep roots to our to our heart to our to our life and uh, well I think that's it well, we'll finish here there's too many things was tough today <laughs> Do you have somebody some comments? You know, questions. I, I have a, a question. I know that you said <coughs> that if we pray for conversion of someone, uh, so should we not pray for their conversion? Or <laughs> yeah, we should. We should. Oh, okay. We should, but we have to be aware that these our prayer can be heard by and the by this that that person will be tested with something that might be not pleasant okay you know it falls under the the uh, phrase of be careful what you wish for no 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 uh, yes yes <laughs> yes sure i just remember several cases from my second parish i was a long time there and I know about several ladies, older ladies, who were praying for uh, their husbands, and the same thing was they were alcoholics, and they so it was reason for many problems. And both the ladies, they were praying for, may God give them grace of repentance and to change, you know. And they were praying for years. and. They were heroes, these ladies. They had all reasons to leave this man, you know, and to, but not the state. And they carried everything, and they were praying for, for them. But one of these men was diagnostic with cancer, very painful cancer. Another one, something else, I don't remember exactly, it was not cancer, but still it was bodily sickness, which was very tough. But then with cancer, I, this is like curious, I, I want to use that. Uh, before he died, he made confession after many years, he received all sacraments, and then sure she died. After that, and before funeral, when the, the lady she came to director, she was talking about my preparation. She said, "You know, you don't believe what happened." He said, like, uh, "He said he told me, like in these last days, that he said you had a very hard life with me. I know that. Forgive me, but I am very happy that you stayed with me." And I told her, look, you brought to heaven somebody mm -hmm. just because you were able to carry this cross and ask for grace from God. 
you say that your man, mm. your husband. So it is, you know, look, it, it, for us, many times we want this happy end, some romantic turn, you know, <laughs> that somewhere is like flowery and rose. Well, it doesn't have this, uh, God doesn't work this way. He, he really, she, she, he hurt her. And, you know, nobody could believe that he was able to do what he was. They knew him, how he, like, for life, you know, his friends and people in that township, they, they knew him very correctly. It was like miracle for them. But look, God arranged this conversion in his heart through this painful uh, disease, you know. And many times it is done this way that and it doesn't need to be sickness, it can be hard situation in life, some kind of problems with difficulties, whatever, you know, with somebody, you know, and uh, or humiliation which comes, or injustice which comes and, and which cause suffering. It has many, but usually it is very painful always. But we have to see that in this way, so God, like God's eyes, for sure, there are different ways of how God gives this grace and calls to repentance people, but it seems to me that this is the very common, very common way. And um, I am saying that not to scare uh, anybody with that and to disrupt, I don't want somebody to suffer so and I go into God's God now for his conversion but just to understand that uh, what we value in this life somehow uh, it's not doesn't have value in eyes of God God knows what we can gain when we gain heaven and uh, he's probably laughing that we are holding this life here, you know, like this whole power and we see that that is the best thing what can happen to us. And he's probably laughing that how stupid we are, you know. <laughs> Even he told us. But 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 to accept this his perspective, you know, to understand well, uh, this life is short. <coughs> you know, and if the pain comes and if this pain can help us to understand this God's plan for us, then we should be in peace. It's difficult for us to see somebody suffering. We want to help. We don't want to anybody to suffer. And for sure, if there is a way for us to give relief, to help in this difficulty somebody, this is deed of love. But uh, but we should not be those who try to remove the suffering from lives. I think that like now um, seeing so many people in hospital, you know, before that, before the death, in last stages of life, and I realize that you know that. Uh, 
okay, if there is not this uh, medicine as it is now, with all these pipes and devices and everything, the person would die probably a week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, maybe years ago. And the question is that, yes, we want to keep this life alive, and medicine should do this, but for me it is like difficult sometimes to understand this. Yes, medicine, yes, it is gift, this wisdom God gives us to work on this and to find solutions, but sometimes it seems to me that through this we are not that prolonging life, I think we are removing pain from which is part of dying. And uh, and uh, for sure this it is it is good that this technology brought a lot of these pills which can take away pain from people, but I am afraid of that through this probably no, uh, probably many people don't come to that point when they, through this intensity of pain, they make, when this breaking of heart happens and they turn totally to God in these last moments of life. Because seeing before the young well, when this 30 something years ago, I saw many people dying home and, and in pain because there were no this devices that we have now or tools and but I saw how this how they were transformed through this. You fell for that. You it was not easy, you know, to, to return back from this visit it was like okay, you are like all this strength was like you were drained from the strength and you felt sorry, but and you, you could see that it was like maturing process, you know, like really this delivery when there was this pain of mother who gives life, new life, and they were going through this pain to really new life. Well, just my way of thinking. Thank you.